You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Cormac Moore. Joining me now on Sunday Night Live here on FM 104 is someone you may have seen uh, supporting Bill Burr in the Three Arena. You might have uh, seen his sold-out run in Edinburgh of his, of his, of his latest stand-up show. You also might have popped in once or twice to the Comedy Crunch downstairs in the Stag's Head and seen a host of amazing comedians beyond with this guy, including even Jim Jeffries, which we might talk about a little bit later. Joining me now for My Worst Gig, Mr. Daniel Bryan, sir. How are you? Cormac, how you doing? Oh, doing good. I mean, I do love this feature and I hate it at the same time because it's traumatizing. You know the way people have a chronic fear of public speaking? Uh, and one of their greatest fears often is like they could never, they, you know, they struggle with public speaking. They could never even envision themselves doing stand-up comedy in front of a room full of people and having these crowd of people looking at them, trying to make them laugh. You know what I mean? But then you get people like yourself who've been doing this for years successfully. And every once in a while, there's just a horrible, horrible gig. I think their fear is warranted, to be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> like this, this is the month of hell for us. Like it's, uh, it's extremely busy month, so it's great work-wise. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's certainly quality over quality. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I was doing a, a corporate gig, a couple of two week, a Christmas party. You know the way they all, they all think Christmas parties will be great crack, and it was oh, yeah. out in a hotel in town which will remain nameless, and it was sure. twenty or thirty tables, ballroom set up like a wedding, and uh, hosting this gig. <laughs> And only like three of the tables knew what was going on and were involved. And the rest of the 17 or, or so tables were just like, what are you doing here? Please leave. Yeah. It's your, I've been that soldier like this weekend. Twice. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it's more of a hostage <laughs> situation. It's like you come in like through the window, like the man from Bill Trey had just started doing stand-up at a wedding when no one asked you this. That's how it feels. Yeah, really inappropriate <laughs> jokes that the family just aren't getting. You're like, oh, God, that didn't go down well at all. But come here, what have been like, uh, I mean, maybe have some recent ones, but for you, like, what have been some of the <laughs> the toughest gigs you've ever had to do? I've had some absolute, and um, I've had some some dingers over the years. Like yeah. my second ever gig, a woman and her boyfriend had a huge domestic. He stormed off. She then, instead of catching up with him, decided to throw her glass, and I, I like literally split him open. <laughs> and what? then there was like a big, yeah, 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 big cartoon ball brawl. And then there was an ambulance call. 
he had to get stitches and everything and I was just standing there halfway through my seven minutes set going hey hey guys anyone here ever stayed in a hospital am I right what's up with Ryanair travel huh yeah. I mean what's going on what's the story with Brexit what oh yeah oh yeah and then like this year I've done three prison shows this year which is um, as you mentioned as part of my new show Lock In so I did three prisons all around Ireland and um, like to be honest with you some of them were less rough than the Christmas party gigs <laughs> that I did this weekend. Mother of God. Come here, before you do, I want to chat to you about, obviously, the prison gigs seemed like great crack and the horrific office parties, but how long ago was that glassing? When I started, actually, so, geez, it must be nearly 10 years ago now. Um, wow. It was in a, delight, a delightful little uh, venue, which was just over the river, uh, just off North King Street there, and a beautiful little room for comedy, but... <laughs> The uh, the audience members not so much. And and like was the gig cancelled after that? Then did they have to pull it and kind of go right? Someone's dying. Uh, you it's know, just kind of they had to deal with that, and then he kind of got taken away, and then the ambulance came, and then they kind of restarted the gig. But to oh, say the magic God. and the energy had been taken from the room. <laughs> <was> <laughs> I can, yeah, it's just like so. Like how do you how do you, how do you work back from someone being glassed in a room by their other yeah. house? Well, you, you don't really like him, no. and like, uh, like, what do you do? Like, you just have to, you just have to kind of get on with it, and everyone just awkwardly walks home, and that, you know, we're all unified and never forgetting that that's ever happened. Did you get any laughs after that? I didn't. Uh, no, <laughs> all the all the crack was vacuumed by the glassing, but a uh, few of the acts afterwards did, and after they were gone, and he he got stitched up and all that crack. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! And so, I mean, that to, to start off doing comedy, you think it'll be fine. Don't worry. The everyone usually tells you, you know, the crowd is there; they're on your side. And then you get up and you're like, oh no, no, no! There, there's going <laughs> to yeah. be a glassing. Like there's, and even do you know what? Even when you're having a great night, like last night, I like considering Christmas gig and it was Saturday night. I was having a great time, and like it was 500 people at the gig. It was packed. And Damon Clark actually is a great comic about this that he did a little illustration on. The only face that you see is the one that's absolutely hating you. Like before, I had 499, I'd say, people laughing or having a good time. And there's one bloke with his arms folded, just giving me the death stare, jaw grinding from left to right, whatever. I think it might have been snowing a little bit last night. Probably. But uh, he, was, uh, he was just giving me the death stare. And he's the only person I could, I could look at. I just couldn't see a laughter. You just see that one person giving you a dagger going, oh, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> But come here, how tough were the uh, prison gigs then? Because I've always, I don't I don't think I've ever I'd ever have the balls to do to do them. I'm just like, what, what, how do you relate to prisoners? It's like well, I used to be a social care worker. Like, like I'd worked with with people who've been in prison before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. wasn't really a big a big issue. But uh, it's it's tense environment. Like I'm not going to lie, it's not. Um, and it's not quite as glamorized as the Johnny Cash video makes it out to be. <laughs> and I don't play guitar. So. Oh, yeah, you're starting <laughs> off in a, in a bad way. Yeah, but once it's the same as anything, though. Once the kind of tension is broken, you kind of get into the gig itself. Then everyone kind of relaxes, and then you can just kind of get on with it. Um, and it's kind of a fine line to walk because you don't, you can't really upset the prisoners. We don't want to upset the prison officers, and they're all there at the same time. And you can't uh, kick off a riot like by slagging the prison yeah, guards. Going, you know, oh, look you at this idiot! Like, can't light a flare. Be like, <laughs> go for it. Like. But uh, without obviously, you know can't give away too much detailed information when you're talking prisoners what, what's the level of crime you're gigging you're gigging with here you know what I mean are you performing uh, in front I, of driving offences I no I performed at every pretty much every level to the highest level of crime that could be committed <laughs> pretty much uh, without going too much into it but it was, it, was, it, was, it was every I pretty much did all the prisons in Ireland we did three of the main prisons in Ireland so pretty much covered everyone 
And how big are the uh, rooms when you walk in? How many people are like in the crowd in these prisons? One of them, there was about nine or ten. Ah, uh, oh, no. And it was during the day, and yeah, they're all during the day. So it's a little bit awkward. Uh, and then last one was about forty or fifty or so. But um, and I imagine yeah, they're all sober crowds. It doesn't help. <laughs> but yeah, this is it. Like you know, what I mean, like it's. Uh, but like, listen, I, you know, they're just. I think those gigs are the ones that make you better. You learn nothing from the good gigs. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. nothing, absolutely nothing. You only learn from like the bad ones or the mistakes that you make. I certainly do. Anyway, um, I always think comedy is kind of more like a. It's a deductive thing. Like I, when I write a new show, I always take about a bit that aren't funny, as opposed to adding up the ones that are. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're trimming the fat off it, kind of going right. This is a. Uh... <laughs> In the first the first week of Edinburgh with every new show, I sit down for the first week and I record the sh- our show, and like I literally go through the recordings and just go, no, 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 just draw lines through all the jokes that don't work. Yeah, this this is all terrible. Let's just scrap it again. But uh, any other ones apart from let's say the the prison gigs, which are obviously really tough. Any other and the, <laughs> the glassing <laughs> that how it is, which is magic. Have you had any other I, bad ones? I, uh, I didn't know about it. I had a quite a light-hearted one, which was a little bit strange, where I actually did a gig for a hen party that the hen party had no idea that there was a comedian on. Ugh. And it was upstairs in a vegan restaurant <laughs> during the day. And they were absolutely hammered. It was it was BYOB. And like that had all the trademarks of being the worst gig in the history of comedy. And it, it actually turned out to be one of the best ones I've ever done. And I know microphone, no nothing like the... The, the bridesmaid who organised it just goes ding 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 on the can of not for individual uh, retail owners and it's like no. <laughs> ladies I think they thought I was a stripper like for the first like, two <laughs> minutes and really disappointed and then uh, but it turned out to be a good cry yeah, I mean, some of them, yeah, can start off awkward and, and then get cool. But um, again, we're not going to obviously end on just bringing you on, Danny, and kind of going, here are the worst gigs he's ever done. Never go to a Danny O'Brien show. That would just be that would just be mean. But uh, this year has been, hasn't been bad at all. Uh, you supported Bill Burr at the Three Arena. That must have been nuts. It was, yeah. It was, it was, it was mayhem. So I was talking to you guys literally just as I got off stage. For that oh, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was it was mad. It was it was surreal to be honest. A couple of de- couple of days to kind of sink in, um, but that was class. And uh, like he, he gave me a really great quote, which then helped sell out the Edinburgh show this year. Um, and then that sold out a couple of little festivals yeah. and stuff. And that, well, that's now going on tour. So tell us about because uh, usually what happens at you know if you go to any comedy gig and there's a support act on, usually somebody off stage or the main act of the evening will grab a microphone backstage and intro you and kind of go, please welcome to the stage. Danny O'Brien, but that kind of didn't happen at the Three Arena with Bill, did it? No, the biggest venue in the country, well, in Dublin anyway, um, there was two microphones, which is probably the most minimal amount of tech you could possibly have at the Three Arena. <laughs> yeah. And, like, even Ed Sheeran, I think, has more than that. Like, you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the side mic stopped working for absolutely no reason whatsoever. So Bill Burr went on first. He went on because the mic wouldn't work. And then, like, 7,000 people went absolutely bananas. And then he's like, all right, all right, calm down, calm down. He's like, all right, got a next deck. You got Danny O'Brien. Like, the gentleman for the first few minutes, a minute or two, is like everyone going, ah, oh, Bill. Oh, not God. He, Bill went out and teased this, everyone, and you're just there going, hey. Who's, who's this chump? And that, that walk was the longest walk, because I didn't want to, I, I, I was, you know, I had to maintain it to be cool and like not like freak out so I had to walk on like just as I would normally like I couldn't be rushing to get the mic or anything like that so but that, that was a long walk 
from the side of the stage. Yeah, God, but it says that Bill Burr would probably be one of the biggest comedians in the world right now, and he, he popped into your club at the Crunch, which is on literally right now or this evening. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then you've had one other uh, fairly big name pop into the show as well down at the Stag's Head. We have. We'd earlier the. Uh, Beginning of this year, actually, we had um, Jim Jeffries was filming a thing for Comedy Central. Yeah. And a promoter said, listen, Jim Jeffries is going to be in the venue. So I went upstairs and we got chatting to him. And he came downstairs and he, he actually, uh, he opened the show at the Crunch, <laughs> uh, which was another, like him and Bill Burr for me, are the, like, they're, they're the two comics in the world without a shadow of a doubt at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I think he mentioned, did he mention, did he talk about that either on his podcast afterwards or... or, or well, he, was doing the, he did the three arena the following night and he was talking about it there and he took a phone call from Jay Leno while he was on stage at the Crunch, and he was like, "It was, it was, it was madness." Like I've never seen anything like it. Oh, sorry, I was at his gig. I was at. I remember now because that's where he said he. I was at his gig in the Three Arena, which was wild. His gigs are always. Nuts. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're all absolutely off the charts. But yeah, yeah. And then he was saying like people just thought he was name dropping and, and lying about who he was talking to because he's like, no, clearly Jay Leno isn't calling a man on the stage in a basement in Dublin right now. <laughs> It was. Look, I think the thing that's more surprising than that is that he got signal in that basement. That, <laughs> yeah, what network's he on? Yeah, exactly. I was like, why are people asking that question? Like, of course Jay Leno would be ringing him, but like, getting a signal, that's the bit I'd find odd, you know? Yeah, it's like spoof, Jim. That, 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 that's all been set up. Come here, you've obviously a busy December. What's the sh- uh, story with the show then, Lock In? Lock In, well, I'm going to, I'm doing some shows in Dubai at the start of uh, January and then I'm home. Fancy. And, I know, yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to, uh, basically the lock-in tour starts in January for about five weeks and then I'm going to Australia for five weeks and then back again for another run of it. Um, But the first three are in Port Leash and in Westport and then in, um, where are we three? Yeah, first it's Port Leash and Westport and Belfast, they're the first three. Belfast, you're going to Belfast. Uh, I think there's 22 lock-ins. Um, this year and there's a couple of more extra ones getting added but the 22 Irish states they're all up on my website they're all on sale and all that crack as well Perfect so uh, people want to follow you uh, online social media blah 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 what are your uh, what are your handles and stuff At DOB Comedy and then all the website all the ticket details for lock in are all at DannyO'BrienComedy.com Perfect. Uh, Danny, we better let you go back uh, to the crunch this evening now. Yeah. Which, uh, you, you can you, go back and host right now. Yeah, you got to go back and host. But thanks a million for joining us. Best of luck, in, uh, best of luck with Lock-In uh, next year anyway too. Cheers. Cheers, man. Talk to you. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Cormac Moore. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.